Hi there, and welcome to the Ones to Watch podcast. Here we discuss exciting technology companies with their founders and CEOs leading their industries, going deep on strategy, success, and their plans for future industry disruption and domination. I'm Paul Quatricasas, founder and CEO of Aqua Partners and creator of the Ones to Watch podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share with you how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that, let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome back for another amazing episode of The Ones to Watch, brought to you by our friends at Aqua Partners. And I'm always so excited because we're meeting incredible entrepreneurs all over the place that are working on just amazing things to help move the world forward. And our next guest is no exception. And so I'm really excited to introduce you to Dave, who is joining us today. And Dave, I'm so excited for you to to speak with us about about just business, right? Nothing is just business. There's always so much more to it. But before (laughs) we jump into, you know, just the business, Dave, I'd love to learn more about your journey and what what got us here today? Well, I, I got to tell you, right. I was a Silicon Valley venture capitalist uh, working in, in the whole IT area at the you know the time when we were having these great companies like uh, Amazon and eBay and Yahoo all emerging. Um, and, you know, I, a very unusual uh, occurrence happened in my life where I discovered that my favorite restaurant in the San Francisco area was the center of a human trafficking ring that had brought over 500 teenagers from the area of Bangalore, India, into the United States through this restaurant, forcing them to work in the restaurant and then taking them out to fruit and vegetable fields um, and brothels in Northern California. So this was the beginning of a a strange awareness. I couldn't believe this was happening in my own backyard. Uh, So I took a year leave of absence. I traveled around the world. I followed the money of trafficking. And I came back and I decided, you know, I want to change the way that I invest and the way that I build companies. So I decided to build companies that create an impact on people and planet. Beautiful. And I think that's something that we can all get behind. And so I would love to learn about where that took you and what you're working on now. Okay. Well, the first company I started in this vein was a beverage company that uh, you can find in any grocery store in America today. It's called Rebel. And we started the company to start sourcing ingredients where people living at risk, people living in poverty. So we would source not the cheapest ingredient, but where we could have the most impact. So matcha, maca, waisana leaf, all these great uh, medicinal herbs. But we would also source them in a way to build the sustainability and economic platforms in poor communities. So that beverage has taken off. It's uh, one of the top selling organic beverages in America today. But that was the first of many uh, consumer products and also tech products. And I guess what I'd really love to share with you today is how we've taken this into renewable energy for the planet. Please. I would love to talk about that because as as some people know, I am a, a big advocate for the earth and the world. And uh, there's so much opportunity from sustainable polymers to, to waste management and everything in between. So I am so excited to learn about just not just this business, but just the portfolio of your mission. Okay. That's that's fantastic. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to meet people like you 
who have a passion for this because we really are running out of time to design the world in a different way. And we need tangible solutions. So let me tell you a couple of uh, companies in our portfolio. And just to take a step back, Just Business is an investment company. We have over 100 investors from family offices around the world. And we invest on behalf of our investors. They want to see better environmental solutions. So one of the most exciting companies we um, are heavily invested in is called American Battery Technology Company. And uh, it is trading publicly. Uh, so uh, ABML, people can find it. And what we're doing is that we're recycling all those batteries that are going into Teslas and VWs and, all the, and of course, all the big three, GM, Ford, and Chrysler, are going ele a digital electric too, right? So all these EVs, electrical vehicles, they have batteries. And we just don't have, right, enough um, precious metals in the world to be able to meet the demand for these batteries. You know, lithium, cobalt, nickel. We just don't have enough minerals in the ground. And also, we just don't want to be digging up our whole earth and planet in the sake of green vehicles, right? Green transportation. So what we do at American Battery is that we have a technology to extract all of those precious minerals or metals from batteries that are already expended. Today, there's only 3% of the world's batteries are being recycled. We're going to change that by taking out these precious minerals that are infinitely recyclable. So we don't have to dig up more of the earth. And we also can do it at a much better financial proposition so that it creates a better battery. That's incredible because for as long as I can remember, when the batteries run out in your remote control, you bang them out and you throw them in the trash. And that <laughs> has just been insane. It is insane. And so there's so many batteries. And I talk about uh, electric vehicles, but also our laptops, our tower, our power tools, our cell phones. So we are able to recycle all those batteries through our technology. So I'm really excited that we can bring that innovation to the world of a green economy. That's amazing. And I think whenever I meet entrepreneurs in the sustainability space, I love speaking because we're looking at things that have already been made. How can we make them better? How can we make things in the future? And I was joking around with a friend of mine the other day. I don't know if you remember this, David, the uh, the show, How It's Made. And I told yes. somebody, I want to start a show called Why Is It Made? Why do we have 50 <laughs> different sizes of, of pill containers, you know, with 70% yeah. air in them? And so I was just, I, you know, it's so, oh, like that hits me sometimes. It's just like, why did we make that? No, it's really true. You know, and it's funny. Sometimes you make it and then you say, oh, my gosh, now how am I going to grow it and scale it? I mean, even Elon Musk uh, had a press release a couple of weeks ago to uh, announce to the nickel uh, miners of the world. We don't have enough nickel. We need more nickel. Right. So it, it almost as if we started to scale the production of cars, electrical cars, without thinking about how are we going to supply all of the precious metals we're going to need for the batteries. And so. We're going to help solve that problem and also eliminate the toxic waste of throwing all these batteries into toxic dumps. Yes. I mean, when 3% of batteries are recycled, I mean, that just blew my mind because first of all, it blew my mind because it net, like I've always said, you know, there, there's got to be a better way to dispose of yeah. these batteries, but like that's, I just, I'm blown away. So thank you. Well, David. that's great. Well, you'll love the other company I want to talk about today Please. too then. 
It's called Hydra Energy, headquarters in Vancouver, Canada. And what Hydra does, uh, Rye, is it allows uh, uh, diesel engines to become hybrid with hydrogen and diesel immediately. Because, you know, there's a, everyone knows that we're going to move more and more towards hydrogen. But the problem is it's going to take about 10 to 15 years to start having hydrogen fuel cells be able to roll off the assembly line. So what do we do for the next 10 or 15 years? So Hydra, what we do is we can convert a bus or a truck or any vehicle that has a combustible engine without affecting the actual running of the combustible engine. We can turn it into a hydrogen diesel engine, uh, displacing about 60% of the uh, diesel fuel. So this already compels us forward. We can have a demand for hydrogen. We can start building a hydrogen economy based on today's vehicles. You don't have to get a new vehicle. We can start with today. This is very exciting for the future of renewable fuels. It's super exciting for, for everybody because we know how much pollution comes from the manufacturing of vehicles and the operating of vehicles. And I'm curious, you when I when I speak to, especially now with the pandemic, right, we've seen, you know, truck drivers and independent, tr- you know, trucking owners, there's, th- their margin is in the miles. And so what I'm curious, yeah, yeah so what I'm curious about is you know, what what is the, the investment in something like this? Because when people talk about, you know, green polymers or stuff like that for plastics, and you're talking, a, you know, anywhere between an 8% to a 20% increase and sometimes more, sometimes to the manufacturing manufacturing partners, it's just not obtainable. They can't see that that value. So I'm curious what the investment for this looks like uh, for the entrepreneurs where the margin is in the miles. No, that, that's a really intelligent question. And, and, and in Canada, where we're launching, we have a couple of advantages. One is that the, uh, the government is of subsidizing the cost of the conversion of a diesel to a hydrogen. So they're, they're, they're seeing the importance of getting behind this kind of conversion and transformation. You know, uh, uh, the U.S. President uh, Biden uh, just yesterday gave a speech around the green economy and how the U.S. wants to invest in that transformation. Those are the kind of investments that allow fleets of buses and trucks to make that move because, as you say, we really want to do the right thing, but we also, our business is very low margin, and we need to make sure that we can cover the costs of that transition. The other thing that this is going to do by creating the demand for hydrogen, then we will create a, um, a downward path in the cost. More and more innovation is going into how do we produce hydrogen per liter or per gallon at a cheaper rate? So we already have some innovations that we're doing at Hydra, our own company, and we're able to provide fleets a cost savings. So it's great when we go to a, a, a truck fleet and say, one, we can save you money, and two, we're going to save the carbon contribution you're making to the atmosphere. That's the win, right? So we're starting there in Canada. We want to bring it to the U.S. and we need more regulation and competition in the production of hydrogen to get it to a place where it makes it a financially wise decision for a fleet of buses or trucks to do it. Amazing. That is so exciting. And I don't think any entrepreneur in the world is trying to harm the environment. You know, like we're all trying to make good decisions, but we also got to keep, we got to keep food on the table. We got to keep the lights on. And so it's a balancing act. You're absolutely right. And, you know, and I think the challenge then for someone says, I want to do the right thing, but the infrastructure is not there. 
is we need entrepreneurs to create that infrastructure that allow enterprises to make better choices, right? Rather than beat up on the enterprises, let's create the infrastructure that makes that a, a attractive option for an enterprise. Um, and that's why I'm in Sweden today. The third piece of what I'll tell you about, and I don't want to go any further because thir- three is always enough, is that we're creating an infrastructure platform for a whole municipality or a county, for a whole municipality to be able to move towards zero emissions transport so that no carbon, decarbonization of transport. So buses, trucks, trains. And so we already have uh, several municipalities in Sweden that are willing to make that leap forward. And we're getting public private partnerships to make that leap forward. And it's not just electric, it's not just hydrogen, it's not just, it's a combination. This is why it's a platform that enables that kind of transition to happen. So excited, it's one of the most exciting projects I've ever worked on. Now, how do you get the excitement from policymakers? Because we've seen here in, the, in North America that people are talking about it and we're having conversations and some municipalities seem to lean towards caring a little bit more than others. But I'm curious from a professional that has gotten heads of state's attention to actually have the conversation, what do you find to be most effective? You know, the best strategy, Rye, is to go for the low-hanging fruit. Go for the congregation of the willing, those that are already uh, seeing the vision, say a, a mayor or a, a, a county supervisor who gets it and get behind them. Trying to convince people takes way too much time on your sales cycle, but you go with those who already are convinced and they're looking for the right partnership. So, you know, in any business, it's the low hanging fruit, win them first and then start your lo- longer sales cycle while you're converting and executing on your first willing clients, be working on the convincing of the bigger clients. That's great advice. And thank you for sharing. I'm going to start telling all of my friends in the sustainability space. Dave told me that you got to start with the low hanging fruit of politicians. Uh, Absolutely. Because you need wins, you need momentum, you need inspiration. And, you know, the people who are not convinced they need to see something tangible and then you can show them the model and also all the positive press and all of the things that are going to be coming, the good fruits that are going to be coming to the early winners, the pioneers, then everyone else say, Hey, wow, I should get on board. If we're not on board, we're not moving towards the future. We're going to be left behind. Yeah. And I don't think this is uh, one industry. Anybody wants to be left behind dude, because this no, is bigger than it's, us. It's crazy. You know, I went through the, uh, the, you know, the internet boom, and then it ended up in a bubble. And this is going to be different. It's going to be a long bubble. It's going to be a long boom because it's tangible assets. We're talking about, you know, not digital pieces of software, digital pieces of data. We're talking about real assets on the ground. And there's going to be an incredible amount of money made in this. For the smart entrepreneurs, super successful. And what I love about it, it's the alignment of financial success with a better planet. And we can't lose when that's the mission, when the financial interests and the mission and the love for the world is all on the same path. That's a winning strategy, if you ask me. A hundred percent. I couldn't be more excited right now because it's, it's, it's like putting together pieces of a puzzle, but you're feeling great about the fact that you are designing a better world. And, and my gosh, you know, uh, my, I'm a professor and my students, they love the fact that I can talk about how they can pour their 
business skills and their energy into designing something that they believe in. And this is going to capture the imagination of a, of a younger generation. I think so, because most of us, our parents and our grandparents tell you, find what you love and then find a way to monetize that. And it took me forever to figure out, you know, what I loved until I realized, like, I'm just kind of that weird guy that loves everybody and loves my community. And so I totally see a lot of millennials and a lot of Gen Z getting into the space because the world needs it. And there's a way to, to monetize your love for Absolutely. the world. That's going to be what a great very insight. effective. No, what a great insight. And it's uh, it's global. It's needed all over the world. So it's not just a very small niche uh, area. So, yeah, I'm, I'm highly encouraging uh, 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 young entrepreneurs to start thinking now about how do I design the environment and the relationships between people, economies in areas of the world. Instead of focusing on a small population that is, say, the United States even, think globally in terms of the amount of market and the amount of impact you can have. So for those that are interested in just getting started in sustainability, that are like, okay, maybe I see an industry emerging here. What are some resources that you recommend for people to, to just kind of start getting introduced to the world of sustainability? Because there's so many verticals in here and I find so many people interested in getting in, but they don't necessarily know how or where to start. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I would encourage um, um, a, a someone who's interested in this space, choose a sector, whether it's solar energy or wind or did. And what you find is you go deep into it, you start to see the connections with the other verticals. So go deep into a vertical. And if you have the opportunity, if you're a young entrepreneur, get latch on to an early emerging company where you can learn a lot. The most valuable investment you can make right now is in your education. You know, it's not so important to get rich in the next three years if you're 23 to 25. You know, don't worry that you're making a great investment by getting involved now in some of these uh, verticals like wind or hydrogen or electric vehicles, because all of these sectors are going to blow up. And David, if if somebody's tuning in, somebody in the audience is just really fired up right now and they're really excited about sustainability, what are some ways that we can learn more about your brands but connect with you further as well? You know, LinkedIn is my best channel for, uh, I, I, I probably every day put one or two new news items out there about what we're doing or the sectors that I'm involved in. And also people can message me and I get back to people on LinkedIn. That's much better for me for some strange reason than email or so David Batstone on LinkedIn is and unfortunately there's not a lot or unfortunately there's not a lot of David Batstones in the world so you can find me easily just business David Batstone Amazing. Well, I've already sent David a connection on LinkedIn, and I'm suggesting that all of you do as well. You're absolutely going to want to follow his journey and his educational resources. And if you have found some some passion here, some motivation, I think the entire sustainability industry is waiting for you. So please connect with Dave, follow his website and his brands, and, and take action. You know, the world is waiting for you. So Dave, I'd love for you to make any closing remarks, you know, to people that are interested in the sustainability space. Well, you know, really, uh, I think it's really a combination of changing the way that you think about your relationship to being a consumer and being an investor. Uh, start living sustainably today. Start investing sustainably. And, and, you know, you start to become what you invest your life in. 
And this will shape your career direction, will shape the way that you relate to your neighbors. So really, it, it, it's you become your change. And so I really am fired up myself, and I hope others will start living that future we all need. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. For all of you tuning in, please be sure to head over to our website. And of course, you'll have all of the direct links to connect with Dave more. And we're super grateful for David's time today and for joining us. We're also really grateful for all of your time. And we're so excited that you continue to join us here on The Ones to Watch by Aqua Partners. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you, David. for listening to the ones to watch podcast if you're interested in sharing your company's story and joining us as a guest on the show please visit www.aquapartners.com slash podcast slash apply if you liked what you heard please also visit me and my firm aqua partners on linkedin and connect we're always keen to expand our networks and engage with like-minded individuals also please subscribe to our show on apple podcasts google podcasts Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm Paul Quatracasas. Thanks for listening to the Ones to Watch podcast.